Welcome back to Torch of the Tavern, where the experience points don't matter and neither do these characters. Hey. Ouch. No. Roy matters. All right. (laughs) Short lives matter. Short lives matter. Small hands, big plan. (laughs) I am your grandmaster, Jameson Oxford. This is a fifth edition, real play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is a 5th edition real play, Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, as I said and as Randall said. Good job, Randall. Thanks. Presented by Jameson Oxford. Speaking of Randall, Randall, who do you play? I play Marky Dylan Bennett, the good boy. The human rogue who is desperately, desperately trying to not get in a fight with a bunch of fae because I am way outclassed there, magic. (laughs) All right, Ryan, who do you play? I play Roy, the halfling. Rogue. Warlock. I'm a cold little boy, and I like to stab people. He's so cold. He's ice cold. Strana, can you warm oh. him up with your rays of light? Oh, I can try to warm him up. I'm pretty sure I have a spell for that. Uh, I play Sabobos, the half-orc paladin. I am here to bring the light to all these unfaithful people. Yes, Strana, formerly of Bop fame, but we're, we've tabled Bop for a little while to try something new. <laughs> what? And last but certainly not least. Oh, you're talking about me. No, I, I no, not least uh is Mitch. Uh you are least, sorry. Oh god. No, yeah. Mitch isn't here. He's not back yet. It's you. Fair enough. Mitch won't be back for quite some time. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, last but certainly last is of course Jeff. Again playing the one the only. The gentleman, the skeleton, Mr. Grimm. He did off the hat. Yeah, he did, he did, he did off the, the hat. hat. If anybody is out there questioning it, he's done it. <laughs> if that doesn't date it, look at Facebook real quick, because we got called out by Alec. <laughs> yeah, please, please go to Facebook. Call out Jeff for leaving out the hat doffing sound. Horrible. And I'm a sorcerer. I shoot the magics out of my uh, bone fingertips, and I think we're ready to bone fingertips, bone fingertips. kill some fey. Kill everyone. I no longer care. Wait, aren't you fey? And this is why I'm scared. So we're supposed to kill you too. We're standing at the worst ambassadorial conversation ever. And it's not even Dylan talking this time. Yeah, I don't know, right? It's not his fault for once. Yeah, it's incredible. So, last we left off, while you guys had been heading to the greenhouse as the only entrance back into the tower, you're trying to get back down to the hangar where you suspect Krieg is taking the teachers that you have gathered earlier, because he's going to get into the hangar and get to the compass before you guys. You know that Gavrilo is with him, and you guys are trying to catch up with the bunch of them. And at the front of the greenhouse, you kind of caught yourself in the middle of a piece of the Fey War that Grimm has talked about and Avila has mentioned. And Grimm's idea of getting involved was to attack both sides. Scorched Earth. You, you, you do know they're redeemable, right? I'm going to need the Fortunate Son by Credence Clearwater Revival to start playing because I feel like I'm about to go to war. This is going to suck. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so he did that, which... It was very awkward because the summer court that was there got wiped out because Avil was very much on the side of the other one, which puts Roy and Grimm very much at odds right now because one of the winter court fae that just got saved by Roy's and the rest of the party's actions is Avil's sister, she says. And we last left off with us trying to talk Grimm down from his scorched earth policy. Barely. 
Do we have any tavern keeping? As always, if you're looking for us, you can find us all over the internet. You know where you can find them. Tell us, tell, tell everybody where they can find us. Ryan, let them know. Hey gang, we're at Torchla Tavern on all of the social medias. It's very easy to remember. Even the Spotify. It's so easy. Which kind of social medias? Hit them with some specifics. Uh, the Twitters. Uh, the Facebook. Uh, Patreon. Specifically Patreon, if you want to find us on the Spotify. Absolutely. And you know what else? If you want to share us, we love you for it. Do a little advertising for your boys. We are just a big old fan. And you can do that on the social medias, including the Twitter. And we've even got a hashtag. Tell them what the fucking hashtag is, my man. It is hashtag Torch the Tavern. It's so easy. So easy. It's so easy. So go find us. Berate us. And then just regular rate us. And then jam with us, too, on that Patreon Spotify link. Because we got some good, good jams that each character, player character, has curated just for their character. Crusty, rusty, good old-fashioned jams. It's the new radio show where just Ryan and Jeff are just the DJs and... I'm good with this. <laughs> you know what I realized with their tavern keeping? Is that they're being really nice to each other because they're about to fucking kill each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You gotta separate the personalities, you know, or it causes problems. <laughs> if you're subscribed as one of our Patreon listeners, uh, we have a small prize in the works for you. A dice tower of a druid charm. Look for it. Coming up. All right. So let's get into this game. Yep. All right. As I said, last we left off, you were talking to Aviel's sister, and you just convinced Grimm to not murder everyone. Barely. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, Daedalus has pumped what little bit of healing he had left to give Evan, like, five hit points, because Evan, once again, was down. He goes down a lot. Way too brave. He's got little dick hit points and big dick energy. It's a real problem. Uh, come, come here, Evan. You, you, you need, looks like you need a little more. But yeah, Evan was the other reason that you backed down is because when he got him up, he kind of helped talk you off the ledge, so to speak, because you were willing to die for this stance. As always. What do you guys do? I sit in fucking silence is what Grim does because he's he's stewing right now. I'll just stand off against the wall and chill because this is way out of my pay grade. Devils, oh, I got it. You know, explosions, me dying, got it. Faye, <laughs> I'm out of here. Run. Isn't he he Faye? Don't we do it with him all the time? Well, he's my... It's like playing telephone, realistically. Like, or what do we call it this? It's like... <laughs> uh, what it's is like, this newfangled invention you speak of? It's like playing mailman, you know? Eventually I'll get the message, but I'll get it from someone else. You mean like playing messenger? Yeah, playing messenger. It's like playing Stones of Fire speech. Yeah, exactly. When we deal with Faye... I let Roy be the middle person in this one. Uh, not the little person, middle person, sorry. I, I, I heard you. Uh, just want to make sure. Yeah. You're low to the ground. I Yes, thank you. I'm doing it again. I'm, you, you know, it could be worse. I'm sorry, I, I did it again, though. I, I, I'm trying to get better about it, Roy. <laughs> We're working on it. That said, Evan, come here. You, you need some more. You don't always need to follow Grim, Evan. Sometimes you put yourself in danger, but good job talking him down. I owe him a debt, sir. It was a good job. All right. Evan thanks you profusely. He says, A gentleman always repays his debts, and then he hands you a gemstone worth 100 gold pieces. Uh, uh, oh, oh. This will go to the children. I, I need to get a healing kit. Oh wait, I'm rich. Never mind. 
You are rich. <laughs> you noble motherfucker. <laughs> God. Uh, so you're going to visit Bloodbath and Beyond soon? Wait, how do you know Bloodbath and Beyond? How do you know Bloodbath and Beyond? So we're good here, right? We're just not... Yeah, let's just... See this God's eye? It's on you. Evan says, what's Bloodbath and Beyond with an arched eyebrow? <laughs> Nothing. I think I work with that guy. Till it walks away. Gotta, <laughs> I gotta go. As everybody kind of gets back on track, and if you do have any healing to hand out, go ahead and do that. I'm also going to make sure that loot is handled in the next few minutes, but while you guys are milling around doing said shit like that and looting the bodies, well, Avil has kind of projected herself out of Roy again. Only Roy and Grim can see this. And Evan? And Evan, yes. All the Fae. Avil steps forward and says, My young sister... What brings you to this land? Why are you here? And the winter knight that is with her, the Eladrin, kind of is standing guard because he still doesn't know what's up with a lot of you. <laughs> and particularly, he's got his eye on Grimm. He doesn't trust what's going on. Avil's sister looks much like Avil, but smaller and more slender. She's also dressed all in white. And she fairly floats off the ground. Her dress seems to shift, uh, even though there's no wind. She's, like, wearing a slip. Um, Avil, where have you been? <laughs> nah, do you need healing? Do you need healing? Are you sure you need healing? You look like you need healing. I could use 10 points. You could use 10 points. Oh, come here. I... Don't worry. It, the day can be better as I as I hug the little guy. Oh, yeah, it's like a lay it'll, on it'll, hands. It'll be hug. better. He misses those big hugs. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna establish that anybody who is watching just watched Grim socket his healing potion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mark it down. All right. So uh, Roy heals ten HP. Avil right. goes forward and gives the other fairy lady a big hug, and she holds her out. But, like, the other fae looks at her quizzically, and she says, I didn't even feel your embrace, sister. And she looks at her, and she's like, what's happened to you? And Avil says, things did not go well on my mission. And she peers over to Roy, and she says, this one has helped me stay alive. Roy salutes. Roy, this is my youngest sister, Kayoin. I'm going to need a spelling of that. C-A-O-I-N. Just for clarification, do you pronounce the N? Because it sounded like you said Kayoi. I said I pronounced the N. Okay, Kayoin. Kayoin, which is probably me bastardizing old Gaelic. Because it is a hard language to read, Almost and I do my best, but it's also kind of one of those things where I'm playing D&D, &D and I want to bastardize it a little bit, so I'm not trying that hard, so I do apologize to anybody when I fuck up these names. Uh, I also encourage anyone to message me and tell me the correct pronunciation of a lot of this. Please. Because I'm using a lot of old Celtic fairy names for some of my characters, and I very much want to know how they're pronounced. I grab some bandages and start patching people up. Okay. I got nothing else going on. That conversation is going to continue, but I do really, really, really want to do this because we've not been good about it and you guys are getting loot, damn it. So, and here's the way it's going to be done today in the interest of time. Mm. I'm going to pull this up and I'm going to tell you what you get because these things were kind of picked out for certain people, okay? Oh gosh, you've solved the greatest DM struggle. Yeah. Giving loot that's meant for people and then having to find out if they take it. Yeah, so Daedalus, a fair, fair boy, has gone and looted along with Sabobos. And uh, sadly, I did do this loot before Sabobos existed, so I don't have <laughs> stuff for him. This seems like something that they should not be doing, but okay. Yes. <laughs> hey, we have to see after the effects of the death. They are fair and 
this particular loot cache, you come away with Daedalus hands Grim a wand of the war mage. Go ahead, look that up, and add it to your inventory in D and D Beyond. That's really good. Yes. He walks up to Roy and he hands you a rod of the Pact Keeper plus one. Oh, ah, my fuck. boy! <laughs> Holy shit! Yep. And for yeah, I believe these were for Dylan. Yes, boots of striding and springing. I already have. I have. Boots you have those. I have boots of elven kind. Striding and springing might be different. Yeah, you might want to look it up and pick. You can always sell them. I mean, fuck. Didn't know you had boots of elven kind. It was the thing I got for bloodbath. And ah, I do not how, remember. It's how I'm able to stealth pretty well because it gives me advantage. Well, you can always sell one of these and buy a alternative because there's lots of options for the elven kind shit. Or have two boots. Or yeah. Or one boot. <laughs> so he sees these boots, puts them against the bottom of his foot. That's about right. Eh, fuck it. And I just, oh my god. It's like I never get a chance to take these off in RP. And I put on the, put on the new boots. Oh god, the smell. Oh, they got comfy soles. They smell like there pepper. There is also two, two 100 gold piece gems that each player gets. Oh. Each player gets two 100 gold piece gems. And the last thing that I have that I will allow for a little bit of argument to who gets it is a necklace of fireballs. Please. I, I was a warlock of the fiend pact. I never got to use fireball. <laughs> you betrayed the devil, my son. No fireballs for you. Aww. I think Sabobo should get it. <laughs> Fire is my shtick. <laughs> I was going to say, can I use it? <laughs> I think you can, because it's basically it allows anyone to use Fireball. For, yeah. There's four beats. I think as a player, for the sake of being fair, Sabobo should get it. Yeah. I think as a character, give me that shit. Yeah. Daedalus has him, and when Grim reaches for him, he kind of jerks him away. He's like, I really do not trust you with an area of effect blast. <clears throat> oh, he has an int higher than 10. <laughs> It's the wisdom that you need, my son. I'm going to even use this to push forward a little bit of character development. Daedalus, after the last combat where he asked you guys not to kill anyone, and the only thing that stopped members of his fists from dying was Sabobos, doesn't want to hand any of you a fireball. No, hold on. Hold necklace. your fuck horse there, bud. Grim intentionally... Oh no, it was Roy. <laughs> I used a truncheon. No, Grim intentionally didn't kill anybody. He could have killed Same. three people. Not a single one died. <laughs> But you also just started a fight here. <laughs> okay, so Sabobos so gets the fireballs because that's the only person Dalis truly trusts with those. Yeah, with with the fireball spell. It is a particularly gnarly area of effect. And luckily he doesn't have to roll for that. Hey. Well, well thank you, Daedalus. I This is so nice. It goes around your head, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, your head's kind of big. You might need to actually unclasp. You know, you know what? Never mind. It's a, it's a tiara. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I am in love with this. <laughs> this tiara of fireballs. So Bobos is the most fabulous thing ever. He has stolen my title. And uh, it has four beads, by the way. It has okay. the fireball spell at a save DC of 15. And the spell is third level. Yeah, third level. Okay. All right. The two gemstones and a potion of superior healing. Daedalus, I think you should keep that that potion. Daedalus says, nah, I'm, you, I'm going to be very busy in the coming event. And he hands it to Sabobos. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. One of you two should definitely have it. He's going over things and he says, what's coming up next, my plan is I'm going to take the pylons, maybe with Sabobos helping me, and whatever happens in there, I'm going to be trying to set up the portal system because I'm one of the most familiar with it. That leaves you guys free to handle anything else going on and you're going to need to keep things off of me. Uh, anyway, that's the plan. It's not much of a plan, but we don't know what we're walking into. Truth be told, I want to do this part because it also makes it way less likely that I will have to actually fight anyone that I know. Oh, I can appreciate that. No, I'll try to keep your friends alive. Yeah, so Bobos, you know what to do. You know that 
the stakes at this point. Help these guys out and, you know, keep an eye on them because they're getting desperate. I've been desperate for yes. a long time. So back over with Avil and Kaoin. Avil is sort of having a little argument with her sister about why she's here. And Kaoin is kind of firing back. They're getting agitated with one another. And Kaoin says, I'm here because no one knows what's happened to you. We need the spring mantle back. Everything in Fae is chaos. Do you know where it is? I thought it was the mantle of winter. It's always been the spring mantle. Nah, it's always been spring. I haven't said it because the Fae have been cagey. So Dylan wouldn't necessarily know. He just knows that it's a mantle. Only a couple of us know for a fact that it was spring. Yeah. And Kaoin kind of, she actually has to step on her toes to get in Avil's face, but she's pointing at her and saying, We thought you were dead. It seems that you may have been. Now tell me everything you know, because we need to find the mantle. And Avil kind of buttons up and looks to Roy. She's got an irritated look on her face, and she kind of leans down. Kaoin, I'm trying not to tell everybody all of our business. Dylan's just reading a book by himself now. He's like, all right, face shit. Yeah, so Kaoin's in her face, and she says, is it here? At this stage, Grim, still slightly fuming, strides towards the two of them. And what is this being of autumn doing here with you then grim's markings flare up and his eyes glow and he goes listen i have no time nor patience for your family squabbles yes it's here do we know where it is only one of us does and then i point over at dylan and I have yet to hear, hide, nor hear of this information. I want it back just as badly as you do. So, for the sake of making this quick and easy, like your death could be, let's move forward. Avil says, In the interest of speed, I hesitate to call him an ally. But... Strange situations make strange bedfellows, so to speak. We have a working relationship. That's accurate. And then she says, You have found us where we are currently trying to get hold of the compass that I used to find the spring mantle to begin with. Once we get it, we can track down where the spring mantle has ended up. I do not have time to explain to you, Cowan, where the hell it is. All you need to know is that things did not go according to my plans. And you need to leave before things get worse. I do not need more Fae clambering for the power. And Kaowen, she's like, she kind of comes back with, Avil, you know very well that there's nothing I can do to stop other Fae from going for the mantle. Many of us, regardless of our courts, and often against our will, and she looks at Grimm, will be drawn to the mantle like moths to a flame. A flame that would destroy the seemings we inhabit. Portals are going to open up everywhere it goes. Petulant child, you think I know not of what this power is? I have been in these battles for longer than you even understand, and trust me, I know you, don't un you do not understand the length of time. But trust me, I am no... Child like yourself, I know what it is needed for, and I know why it must be returned to its proper place. So rest assured, I have no other intentions than to do so. Then you know that it doesn't just need to be returned to its proper place, it needs to find a home. It needs a bearer. There is only one thing we can do at a time. Your youth does not allow you to see this, but trust me. Trust me, Grim. I'm the one who sees the future. Inconsistent. She has no rebuttal to that. She kind of gets quiet. The knight has definitely put himself between the two of you. Avil looks flustered 
Hey, hey, everybody, hey. I'm seeing a very one-sided conversation, mostly Grim talking at Roy, mysteriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking quizzically back and forth. Yeah, you, you can see the Fae. The, you can see the other Fae. The only okay. one you cannot see is Aviel. Hey, uh, Fae. And uh, Dylan p- closes his book, How to Deal with Your Pregnant Wife, and puts it away. And uh, Oh, fuck, that's a throwback that <laughs> hurts a little. <laughs> he always reads that oh. book. It's established. <laughs> That's a sad, sad book. Sad book. And he looks at everybody and goes, can I, can I just do a survey real quick? And I'm not trying to offend anyone, realistically, because I'm pretty sure one, two, three, four, a bunch of you could blow me up before I could blink. Uh, just a quick survey. We're all in agreement we don't want the end of the world to happen, right? Like the end of life as we know it. Of course. Roy raises his hand. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> just want to check. Can we just move past? I get it. You don't like him. You don't like her. Everybody's angry. Everybody's yelling. I come from a dysfunctional family. I get it. But guess what? There's a dude that literally has tried to kill us multiple times. Tried to help summon a demon to this world, and a bunch of other fucked up shit we probably don't know. And he's about to get the compass. Can we just acknowledge that real quick? Avil takes a deep breath and actually looks at Grimm, and she says, These mortals don't understand why we're fighting, Grimm. I think it's time we told them everything about the mantle. I would have told them sooner, but my fear is they will not understand. She takes a deep breath, and she says, Roy, um... This is going to use up a lot of energy. But she kind of, she does a thing, and now everyone can see a veal. Um, she takes a deep breath, and she kind of phases into uh, being sort of in front of everybody. Long time no see, what's up? Roy closes his eyes and looks a bit strained. Yeah. It is sapping your energy for her to do this. I have very little time, so listen carefully. and Don't interrupt. Long ago, before the old gods defied creation... Our worlds were one and the same. The Faelun and Moon hung in but one sky, and the world tree and its roots were connected. But one of the old gods broke the creed, and as punishment the land of Seed was separated, and its energy was used to fuel the barrier that separates the mortal realm from all others. An ancient god of the Seed, whose name was banished from all histories, volunteered to be split into four parts in order to maintain these two half-worlds. From his essence, four mantles were created and given to four seed rulers, each representing a different spoke on the wheel of natural law. These rulers are given a shred of divine power, and in return, they protect the balance of forces that keep our worlds alive. The bearers of the mantle are powerful but not immortal. And should a bearer somehow be slain, the mantle would quickly but surely pass to a suitable new seed host. By removing the mantle from our world, it has damaged the succession of power, perhaps fatally so. And it's more than that. These things, because they are from a god, are pieces of divinity. You already may have figured out that with them divine law can be broken, which is how I got here. And if that law is undone, it causes a domino effect of problems. Portals could be opened to heaven or hell. The fae and mortal realm could recombine. Our worlds are normally inexplicably drawn to one another. There is an ebb and flow, a tide of connection, a constant shifting of forces, and we are like waves on the sands of the mortal realm. As we cross the veil, so must we leave. These forces are out of balance, an imbalance you have seen on both worlds. And while the mantle of spring exists upon your land, the imbalance grows. The waves grow stronger. Soon a tidal wave of fae will cross, all drawn to the mantle. The longer it is here, the more of us will appear until it is found. The waves grow stronger. Many of us, regardless of our courts, will seek the mantle. And she looks at Grimm, and you kind of get the reason why she's been real worried about him showing up when he did. So We are going to be drawn to it like moths to a flame. And that flame will destroy some of us. So, Faye will come here regardless of what they wish. 
let let me get this right. Let me get this. You fucked up somehow at some point, and now we've got to fix it. So once again, somebody's telling Avil she fucked up. She takes a deep breath. Yes. <laughs> Gravely, she fucked up. Shut up. So Bubbles brings out a pen and paper. It's like I learned this. Let me write this down. Avil, Avil, okay. Avil, fucked up. Issue. <laughs> I like Sabobos. Avil fucked up issue. Okay, I got it. I got it. Keep this. He's taking notes. I like Sabobos. It's way better than most of you. <laughs> when she kind of steps forward while he's taking notes, she does take a marked step back and says, please keep all your iron from me. You just need a good hug. <laughs> no, I do not. Please stay away from me and my sister. No offense, Sabobos. The iron is unsettling. He squints at them with one eye and goes, Okay. <laughs> okay. As you can now understand, there is a reason I have been in a fuss over both my appearance and my continued residence on this plane. There is a reason that I have been mad. And there... Wait, wait, wait. Are you, are you saying you don't always look like that? I was like, I, I thought you were just annoyed at not having any organs that you could now eat. Uh, I'm actually going to say this. I'm sorry for you, that. <laughs> Avil sitting here going, I said that I don't have much time to hold this, but I'm going to anyway because I can't miss the pain on Grim's face. <laughs> Can't you just see through Roy anyways? Like Yes, but I want you to see me laughing at him. Oh, so you're petty and you fuck up. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yes. Wait, fuck you. <laughs> hey, listen, I just tried on shoes and if the shoe fits. I lean over the dough and this is how they usually are, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> As the expert, <laughs> resident expert on the situation. All right, so actually it is with that that sort of Avil flickers out and Roy kind of falls on his ass. He's like swooning. Avil, who is now only seen by the other Fae, runs over to Roy and very concerned says, Roy, are you okay, Roy? Yeah, I'm uh, hanging in there. Dylan hands Roy a ration. Been there, done that. I know what you mean. Packs, am I right? I'm done, Roy. It, it will pass. You, you'll be okay. So you're saying you were Fae Pack too? How many people are Fae or Fae Pack in this group? <laughs> Daedalus looks at Sabobos. He just gives him like a look. I've had the conversation. Don't <laughs> roll around my head and go and shrug. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. In many ways. It was, as the more pious of you may say, a blessing that I was one of the first to appear, because I have existed for enough time to not be so easily swayed. Hence the bones. And to understand the weight of the scenario we find ourselves in. And when the time comes, are you the one who's going to take the mantle, Lord Grimm? Hey, uh, could you shut up? Because you're new here. As you were saying, Grimm, because you've been interrupted a lot, and even I get annoyed by that, so all you, bud. <laughs> this may be the first time I've ever said this, and it may also be the last, but thank you, Dylan. No worries. I understand the weight of the situation we are in. And I have been working to solve it. Will I take the mantle when I achieve? Finding it is not a question that I have to ask or you have to ask right now anyway. No, my lord. No. Again, this is not the concern right now. It will go to who it needs to go to. You all are young in our world. 
This power is not easily taken. I know that better than most, but it needs to be put back. Uh, did you try to steal it before? Avil says he is right. Once again. Ow, that hurt. Kaoin. Right now, me and him have formed a sort of committee of nations. An agreement. Yes. We keep each other in check, and we both strive to fix things that have gone awry. We will worry about who takes up the mantle later, and me and Grimm will keep those who shouldn't take it away from it. I trust him enough to not want to take the mantle for now. And most importantly, we do need to get it back. You need to head back through the Fey Realm and warn others to stay away. Kaoin says, I don't think I can do that, sister. They're going to come. If I were to don the mantle here, it would be far worse than just me achieving some power. It would be the beginning of another set of dominoes in further imbalance. It goes back to Fey, then it becomes something that's passed on. I'll uh, go ahead and, as a DM, sort of explain the ramifications for Grimm taking the mantle. On the mortal realm? Yeah, I'll say it. I think it's important to know... Avil has imparted this to Roy already, I think, whether it was on screen or off. Basically, Fey are what they are. If an autumn or a spring Fey was to take up the spring mantle, it would be a power boost. Yeah, they'd become like this godlike being. And if they pursued power beyond their sense of self, it would be something they might do. But typically, while Fey might be power hungry, to take the mantle of spring would be essentially to become the mantle of spring. Like, you are now the embodiment of spring, it's going to alter who you are on a fundamental level. It's almost like its own form of death to some fae. Some fae were better suited for it. Like, if they were a spring fae already, they might find that it's not that big a deal. But somebody like a veal or Grimm taking the spring mantle is a big deal. Which is why it is important that it is spring and not winter. Let's just get you guys and the mantle back to fae and just let that sort itself out there. Sound good? We're in agreement that things need to be done now. So, so here's a question then. What if a mortal gets it? Kaoin says, no mortal can use the mantle. It won't work. It has to be a fae. Right. How do you know? Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is no mortal can don it. It is a great source of divine energy. It may be able to be used, but not donned. As someone who currently has a fae inhabiting him, how do you know? This is my concern. Roll perception if you can see a veal or a Yeah, everybody roll perception. If you can see a veal, you have advantage. Uh, 21. Yeah, anybody who rolls higher than a 15, they see when the question of can a mortal come up and Roy is asking, you see Kaoin and a veal kind of look at each other with a really... Like, we're not sure, look. And Avil, if you can see Avil, she kind of like motions to her sister very subtly to shut the fuck up. And she hides that from you, Roy, just in case you do see it or not. She's not trying to let you see that you might be able to... They don't know the answer to that question. So I'm going to call this a Divine Power Holder Mark One Face spec. Yeah, Daedalus, who's carrying the pylons in from the outside at this point, he's like, uh, yeah, are we done with this? Because... I'm pretty sure we all agreed we need to move, right? Let's go. And it doesn't take long for you guys to make your way through the wreckage of the tower. Stones have fallen, but it's still kind of like I said, this mushroomed, fucked up thing that was a tall tower, but the weight wasn't designed to support itself because it was held together magically. It is really collapsed, but it somehow managed to stay mostly together. And you guys get to the stairway, and there's one stairway going up, one stairway curving down. Just did a curly cue. There is a little bit of a hole that you could go upstairs, but it would be dangerous. But you also know that downstairs is the hangar. It is also said that the last time anybody saw Horizon, he had gone back to his rooms. Dylan goes running upstairs. Alright, so you guys come to the thing and everybody's like, Daedalus goes, 
He really does do that a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. It's really annoying. Triple move. Wait, come back. <laughs> Dylan, you scramble over wreckage and, and weasel your way through. You move up the stairs pretty quick. It takes a little bit, but not very far up the stairs, not even up in Horizon's office, you find a body. You're not sure if it's alive or dead. Uh, that is like half underneath a boulder. It seems to be unconscious and unmoving. And it is in robes, and it looks old and frail. Dylan with a seven. No. Fuck. Damn. A seven will not do it. It seems the boulder is too heavy, and when you move it, it kind of shifts further onto the body, and you don't think you should attempt it alone. Dylan's like panic. Dylan's very desperate. You guys hear it. It echoes down the chamber. <laughs> Dylan has tears in his eyes and he's looking what did the Numenites do? And he's like please so so oh no <laughs> usually what Numenites do uh, so Bobus walks up to it and goes I got this at nat 20s <laughs> oh shit fists don't do that half orcs fucking do that so yeah, uh, Sabobos just walks up and casually like <laughs> fucking palms the boulder and just, just moves it out of the way. There, there, there you go. It's like the spirit of Barry enters him and he lifts things. <laughs> Rest in peace, Barry. Is it Horizon? It is Horizon. He is completely unconscious and he has a big gash on his head where the rock has hit him and knocked him out, but he's breathing. That doesn't look good. Um... Yeah, cure wounds on that. Okay. You gotta burn a spell slot? Yeah, I have three of them. Okay. Horizon sort of comes to, but the wound has caused him to be dazed. You now have one Horizon. Add that to your inventory. How are you gonna carry him out of here? I'm gonna need help carrying him out of here. I need to get him at least a safety away from this tower. Dylan, is that you? It's okay, it's okay. You're gonna be okay. Dylan, it's okay. You've got us. And he just passes back out. <laughs> what the fuck? I must give him CPR. <laughs> Stop! I'm I'm ninety years old. You bloody idiot! Stop it! <laughs> Only. He is definitely a nonagenarian or a decagenarian, possibly. So, Dylan escorts Sabobus down as he carries Horizon. I, as Grim, walk down the spirally fucking staircase. Daedalus, he's like, well, Sabobus was helping me carry the pylons, and you guys aren't making great time, because he left Roy Grim, <laughs> and just Daedalus, and Evan, who's also not a very strong boy, to kind of manhandle these things down the stairs. So, they do catch up with you, with Horizon. Not around the assassins and the death and the spells and the necklace of fireballs. But what could be safer than around <laughs> me? Fair. <laughs> he needs to be safe. But I've got the TR of fireballs. Mm, okay, okay. What we do, we need to find a bookcase. Oh my fucking god, just put him outside! <laughs> That's where we came in from. There was danger outside. Let's hide him. Not as much as there is inside. <laughs> so you're saying everybody here is just incredibly dangerous. You remember, for a split moment, Grimm's whole skeleton lighting up as he threw fireballs at people, and you go, oh yeah. Well, I mean, I mean not Daedalus. Daedalus wasn't dangerous, but uh, I, I could see the, the, the bony man as an issue. Anyone that can roll good is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the problem with the Numenites. You don't know when we're going to roll crap or ridiculous. Yeah, when you said I rolled like a Numenite, I was like, Horizon's <laughs> fucking dead. <laughs> Dude, that was Dylan's, like, grandpa, basically. That fucking hurt. I'm quick, not strong. <laughs> you break rib cages. I slip between the ribs. All right, that's the difference. As I walk up. Do a 25 and just... Why is it so difficult for you? Yeah, I look at Sabobos and go, thank you for helping me, and I hand him the boots. Boots of Elven kind. Footsteps make no noise, 
and you have advantage on stealth when moving. And they have illusion magic on them to let them change what they look like. Ah, uh, yes. The extra stuff that I was trying to do with all the items. I usually made them look like cheap boots, just so people wouldn't try and take them. So I pull out my Elvenkind boots, which are these pretty nice-looking boots nowadays because I'm a noble and I don't make <laughs> them look like shit anymore. And I hand them to him and say, thank you for helping me. Oh. Oh. Well, well, well thank you. These will help you out, and I... Don't worry. I do like you, Sabobos. I'm trying to be better about that. I learned how to lace these up. Okay, so you guys put on your shoes, lay Horizon down, and apparently we've taken even more time, which means that you guys carrying the pylons down the stairs has just been a fucking tragedy. You guys are, you keep dropping them, you like, because <laughs> these guys catch up with you. <laughs> we haul ass back. Once you drop off Horizon yeah. at the top of the stairway, it's real easy to catch up. So basically, you guys find yourself at the large stone sigiled doorway that you guys escaped from at the beginning of this entire mess. As you cross the stairs, you begin to hear the sounds of people talking in the large chamber that you know is behind these doors. You come around the corner, and the doors stand open. The sigils have been deactivated, and at a glance you can see all the way across this large hangar-like room is the ship. This large ship that seems to have been woven from wicker with a large hole blasted from its aft. So yeah, you guys get to the bottom of these stairs and very quickly take in the situation. Krieg and Gavrillo have gotten here ahead of you. They brought the teachers here. They've opened the doors. They stand open in front of you and the large hangar-like room at the end of it is the scaffolding that holds up the wicker-made ship that you know Avil came in on, the ship that started this all. There's a hole blown in the side, just like you remember, and climbing up the rear scaffolding, you can already see the Knights of Newman and Krieg. Some of them have bound teachers flung over their shoulders, and they are heading to the top. Gavrillo sits at the base of everything, oh. facing you all, as if expecting you. And he says, echoing down the chamber, Ah, you finally made it. I've waited so long for you. Why do you hold those people captive? We are rescuing them. Why do you do that? Gavrillo <laughs> says. <laughs> we are rescuing them. We are the heroes, don't you know? And he's got this shit-eating smile on his face. He says, and it's so good that you've come here just in time. He says... I'm so glad you finally made it so I can close out all of my jobs that I've taken for the deuce. But someone is missing. These teachers told me that the one that I came here specifically for no longer is with you? Where is Bruce? Truly. Ah, well that simply will not do. I'm going to get the compass. And once I'm done, I'm going to kill every one of you. You first. And he says, Might makes right. I call upon Sakir to help me. And he throws down a ball and it explodes and a circle forms in the ground. A huge thing of smoke just billows out from the summoning circle that he's summoned. And he says, Sakir, I call on you. Sakir, I bind you. Come back from whence you are. Yes, Sakir. The smoke starts to fade away, and as it fades, a hulking figure appears. And to my left... Oh, no! Ah... Uh... Hi guys, my name is Mitch, and I play the ninth level fire <laughs> Bruce. Good to see y'all again. It took many hours of research in the things to find Bruce's real name. Apparently, they wrote it down incorrectly. How? Wait, how? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, hey guys. 
It's my, uh, it's not a fake name. It's a surname. <laughs> yeah, it's my surname. <laughs> Son of a fucking bitch. Gavrillo turns to a summoned Bruce who looks battered, haggard, and unhappy. He's covered in purple blood, and he's swinging his silver stick a little wildly. And he turns to Bruce, and he says, Stop them from getting the compass, Bruce. I don't wanna. You will. And the spell that binds you, because you have been summoned from hell, using your true name, forces Bruce to square up against the lot of you. Oh, and if you kill each other, it's no big deal to me. And he begins to float up toward the ship. Roll initiative. Ah. And thank you again for following us on our journey through another episode of Torchlit Tavern. You've listened all the way to Arc 3, we hope. If not, you can always go back and catch up on what you've missed. First of all, myself and the rest of the members of the Torchlit Tavern would like to say thank you to everyone who listens to us. We love telling our stories, we love your engagement, and we love to entertain you guys, so thank you. Don't forget that if you do enjoy our podcast, please like us, rate us well, share us, Tell your friends about us. We have no designs on any grand empire, but we do like telling our story, and we'd like to share that with as many people as possible. And you, our beloved listeners, are the gateway through which we can do that. If you're looking for other ways to listen to us, we can be found on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcasting service. If you want to engage and find a little bit of extra interaction with the Torchlit Tavern, you can search Torchlit Tavern on Facebook or Twitter, and we have established a Patreon at patreon.com slash torchlittavern. If you'd like to go that little extra mile for us, you can do so there, and we will kick back to you with monthly content updates. This could be anything from narrative expansions, world lore, or even just an insight into the characters of the world themselves. And last but not least, if you want to chat with, compliment, or ridicule one of our lovely players, you can find us at the following locations. All right. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. You can find me, Jameson Oxford, at something something master on Twitter. And you can find me, Ryan, a.k.a. Roy, at Ryan SCB Santos on Twitter. And I'm Randall. And if you want, you can follow my uh, inactive Twitter account <laughs> at Argo Omega. Or you could just look at the Facebook and I'll be there. This is Jeff, still playing the Jello Man Skeleton himself. If you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter that I never use at big underscore J underscore the bad man. You know, I think maybe I should have my own Twitter. You shut up. It's not time for this thing. God. You can definitely find me at the Torchlit Facebook. I'll be there. No, I'll be there. Somebody will be there. And thanks for tuning in. Fuck you, warlock.